0: Right, we're gonna have a special we have a special Sunday today. It's we're calling it Encounter Stories Sunday. We gonna wanna do this every once in a while. while I want where um you know the old in the old days we used to have testimonies, especially Sunday night services. Testimony Sunday, right? Testimony services. I think my dad's church probably did that where it's like open mic, everybody can come up and they can give a testimony about all these kind of things. Well we don't do that here. It's not open mic church. Uh we we have done we have anyway, you get in trouble and get in a little bit of trouble. So we're going to bring up, uh, I'm going to bring a couple different people that are going to give testimonies of what God has done for them since they've been a part of our church. Because the, the spirit of, uh, because um, testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So what, that, what does that mean? That means when somebody walks in a miracle and lives to tell about it and has a testimony of the goodness of God, prophecy is a prophetic sign to you, especially if you're going through that exact same thing. So what these guys are going to come up here and they're going to give testimonies of, it's a prophetic declaration over your life. Okay? You guys ready for this? Alright, uh, Travis and your wife. Uh, come on up, Travis and your wife. Just your wife of Travis. I mean, she has a name for... Just have, It just s- slipped my mind for a second. Jess, yeah. Come on up. You guys can, uh, we'll have Travis sit here, Jess sit here. You guys can share a mic because you are married, so that's appropriate. <laughs> All right. Travis, looking good. Thank you. Real quickly, just uh, tell us uh, about you and your wife quickly, and then just what brought you here without getting into the story, just kind of how you, how you landed in this church and when was that?
1: Yeah. Um, so my wife and I, we got married in 2014 um we met in old navy um we dated, we dated for a very short time got engaged pretty quickly and married pretty quickly but um and then a couple years or no what a few years after we got married um we decided we wanted to move we kept about we kept talking about moving um and so we were looking at going to montana originally and then um we were like, no, let's not do that one. <laughs> <laughs> we live in South Dakota. We don't need to continue South Dakota. Um, and we just kind of thought about it, messaged a friend down here, and we had always joked about, you know, uh, my wife and I moving down here. And so I said, hey, a cup of coffee down there is the same price as it is here, and this is the same price, and this is the same price. I go, we should just be do going down there. And she's like, are you kidding? And so we moved down here, and uh, yeah. What year was that? Twenty. We moved down here at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, 2020, March. Mar- you, uh, April, March. March.
0: No, so, April. How does this work? Uh, you're, you're just you're just uh, shopping for clothes at Old Navy. Yeah. You see this woman? <laughs> what the what? I don't understand. What happens?
1: So I used to work at Old Navy. She, we worked together. So you worked there? Yeah. Oh, you worked together. We worked together. together. Okay, yeah. that's a little bit. Okay.
0: <laughs> a little bit more. Like, hey, there's. You're checking out these clothes. <laughs>
1: No. But here's the
0: story, though. <laughs> here's what's interesting is you might have been looking at the same clothing. Uh,
1: yes. Right. Because yes. No, yes. that's not a no, joke. That's so here's the joke. deal. This yes. is the
0: testimony of Jesus. When I first met him and her, I met him in the back. Uh, nine, ten months? Oh, it's been a year. Uh, it's been a year. Yeah. 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 Yep. Lori said, come over here, I think, and meet. It wasn't Travis. What was your name? Uh,
1: Lillian at the time.
0: Lillian. Mm-hmm. I met Lillian, Travis, fully
1: clothed, dressed as a woman. Dressed, everything, makeup. Makeup, here. everything like
0: yep. that. What? I heard, <laughs> ew. Oh. Oh, okay. Um, and so a, we were introduced, mm-hmm. and uh, you were introduced as a woman to me. Yes, I was. And no, I was like, oh, good to meet you, whatever. So... You had told me that day why God brought you to our church specifically. What did you tell me?
1: Do you remember? Gosh, I don't, I really honestly don't remember.
0: It had something to do with the name of our, our church, Encounter. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you were supposed to have an encounter with God. Oh, yeah, we, this. Yeah. Do you remember this? How do you, not, do
1: you not remember this? <laughs> uh, yeah, we actually came to the church, um, and then we came a couple of times and we weren't sure about it, and then we went to another church and that really didn't work out. And just, I think we should go back to the other church. And uh, we came here, and I just felt like, you know what? Yeah, this is where we're supposed to be. God wants to do stuff in our life. And um,
0: So you were in the
1: process of,
0: you had been uh, um, living as a woman for how long at this point?
1: uh, At that point, I had started my journey, I would say, or that journey, I should say, um, in twenty. 14, just like a little bit before we got married or yeah, a little bit before we even got engaged. So
0: did you have anything to add here?
1: Okay. Um, okay. So
0: you had come into this church and you had said the, I don't want to give your testimony." Did you forget all this?
1: How could you forget? this? I honestly have a really bad memory.
0: The Lord had said to you, if you transition fully, you'll never be able to go back. Do you remember this?
1: Oh yeah. Oh, yes, Just that. that. That's what, so that's um, when we lived in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, um, God, has, I was looking at doing uh, hormone therapy, uh, replacement stuff and all that. And God has said, you know, you can do that. That's fine. Not that he was condoning it or anything. Um, and then I just thought about doing the surgery. And God said, but if you do this surgery, I'm going to tell you right now, that's, there's a line right there, and you're playing me now. And I can't you help. You say what? You're playing God. You're playing me. Okay. Yeah, you're playing God. And I can't help you. After that, not that he can't bring me back, right. bring me back, but he just said, "There's a line, and you're gonna, and you're you're flirting with it pretty hard." And um, I said, "You know what i I don't want to go there. Yeah. I don't need to go there." Um, and um, so this, but but when you had come and you were you were still, I was still were you transitioning. I was what were you, in what the midst was- of transitioning. I didn't want to take the hormone replacement therapy because. Um, I was already on a ton of medication, like about five medications at the time. And I didn't want to put more medication in me, which I'm off of all those medications now. Um, And so, um, yeah, I just... So
0: what were you thinking about, if you can give her the mic? I know you were supportive, but we talked about this. You were supportive, but you were like praying. What were you praying at this time?
2: Um, I guess... When we first came to encounter, I was actually, I felt obligated to support, but also, like, try to redirect um, to being my husband again. Um, and it wasn't until later that um, people supported me in saying, you know, he's your husband, but he's not your burden. <laughs> Sorry. And I honestly think that that's what really broke for us is once I stopped trying to help him, I left it all to God. Is what really, really drove that transformation um, hard because God didn't need me to help. I didn't need to help the transformation at all.
0: So you were caught in this place of wanting to Support him in his journey as a woman, but inside you're like, God, I need you to do something, <laughs> right? So then you got to a point where you said, okay, God, I'm just going to love, and then let Holy Spirit do.
2: Right. Because yeah. um, I still, you know, I wanted to love and support, you know, the person that I love. Um, and, you know, I said, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You're still the same, same person, right? You're still the same character on the inside as who I met and everything like that. But it got to the point where it's like, I want, I want a husband. And I just said, Lord, like, you know that you designed me for a husband. That's what I want. And I just, I just lift up my husband for you to create him in the way that you called him out to be.
0: You said something so profound. You designed me (laughs) to have a husband. Yeah. The world needs to hear that, (laughs) man. Okay, now, Travis, what happened from when I saw you the first day to now you're sitting here not living as a woman? What, give us a snapshot of what, what did the Lord do for you?
1: Um, I'll be honest. Um, the first time that we came here and Lori had hugged us and she looked at me and I, and I almost remember the words somewhat, but she had said something about God's going to bring you back. And that minute, there was a shift in the atmosphere, and I felt it. And before we had, I think I had told you, I think I told Lori, before she had even told me that God told me, I'm going to bring you back. And he had allowed me to do what I was doing for a time. And in that time, what I was doing, he said, I'm allowing this for now. And in that in those months since we first met Lori up to now, it's been the love of everybody in this church that has come from the Holy Spirit that has transformed me. And it's the renewing of my mind which has also transformed me. And in the last 10 weeks, well, we weren't there for the first week, but uh, Mama Tony did an amazing class about, Taking captive of your thoughts. And in that class, I felt God just saying, just like doing the last bit of it. Like, here we go, and we're gonna scoop the rest of this out, and there it is. And you know, there were times where I may have been said, you know, like, oh, I wish I'm just had said, you know, why don't we say this instead? And God had shown me what it means to be a man, what it means to be a husband what it means to love as a man, what it means to love as a husband, and how she needed that so much, someone to be strong, someone to be confident and whatnot. Um, and that was something I wasn't in those years. Um, so, and it's a very lonely, it's a very lonely journey. But in those months, to answer your question, it was just literally the love of God that transformed every single thing. So, that's so good. Um, yeah
0: <laughs> you know I had started a meeting with him uh we we met for about a month, i guess a while ago and um every week and you know I asked some poignant questions like you know did did this church- have we shown you love? you know that's a tough question for a pastor to ask because you you could say no <laughs> uh, but you were um without any hesitation, you had said. There's been no, there was no judgment against you, in this church. Um, and here's how, here's how a church. This is you guys should be. Uh, it's humbling, because the Holy Spirit is the one who does the Holy Spirit work. So we're supposed to disciple and call people higher, but in the in calling people higher, we we don't. Uh, We don't condemn, we don't even convict, Holy Spirit convicts. And so, for instance, I mean, when he was coming to me, he was still, I mean, he wasn't dressed as a woman, but he was still, um, you know, you you had the purse or whatever, you know. And so my thing to you was, um, hey, here's some things, uh, some practical things for you, you know, get rid of the purse, you know, like uh, start wearing, you know, man clothes, I mean, some people are going to be like, "Oh, that's terrible." No, it's not. There are clothes that are made for men and clothes are made for women. And um, and it wasn't any. It wasn't like you need to do this. It was like, "Hey, I think you, I need to pray about. You should pray about see if it's time for you to start moving." And you did that. And uh, what was really cool? I, it's, it's okay. I share some of the things? What was really cool <laughs> is that he came into a meeting one one day and he had because he, he used to wear tight like the stretchy pants or whatever, right? I like stretchy <laughs> pants. Where's your stretchy pants? Nacho Libre. They are, a, they are a stinky. You remember Nacho? Anyway, so he would come in. And then like the third time he came in, I think he had jeans on. Don't pry those jeans. And I said, man, I was just encouraging. It was awesome. You're wearing, you're wearing jeans. And he was like, well, they're, they're women's jeans. I said, I don't care. They're jeans. And he's like, so that was really cool. So, um, I'm super proud of you. I'm really proud of this church. Because it's the kindness of God that leads people to repentance. Yes. Now, here's the deal. You, can, you could have easily left this church and been like, oh, these guys, blah, blah, blah. And, and we had And we would have said there would have been no judgment or anything on you. And you could have just felt the conviction of the Holy Spirit and taken it as a judgment thing and left. Or... You could have stayed as you did and been transformed because of the love of God in the, in the lives of his people. And, and listening to the Holy Spirit, the conviction of the Holy Spirit. See, the conviction of the Holy Spirit draws you closer to God. Condemnation draws you further. There's the difference. And I've said this before. My wife and I believe this. You can't sit in this church week after week after week and stay in your stuff. You can't do it. You're either going to leave or you're going to change. But we're not doing this in-between thing for, for, for too long. You know, if you're here for years and you're still kind of in between you know, the world and God, it's like you're, it's something. It's, it's, it's time to choose. Let me just say that. And so um, we're super proud of you. I want you to um, say, uh, uh, if you would give her the mic a little bit. And just where you have, where are you at now in this journey? Because, I mean, he's still walking through this, still, but you're on the other side now. Um, and where are you at? Where is your heart at? Like, when you see him now, what do you see?
2: Um, I, I see my husband. <laughs> I just I see my husband and I'm able to see our future together as husband and wife, um, having a family, having kids, and, and stuff like that. So, I mean,
0: <laughs> that's so good.
2: I'm I'm proud of him for um, stepping up and giving what he needs to give to God. So. And now I feel honored to be called a wife.
0: Now I feel honored to be called a wife. So
1: listen, did you have anything to add real quick? Um, I guess, if anything, just <clears throat> if you know anybody who's transgender, going through it, starting it, you know, it's a very lonely journey. Um. It's funny because in these in those times, you know, you have all these friends that say, Oh, I'm here for you, I'm here for you, I'm here for you. You know, you know, this quote unquote community. But at the end of the day, when you go home, you still you're alone with those thoughts, you're alone with those demons, you're alone with every single thing that you're going through. And what I saw going through, some of the things I saw going through were horrendous and just heartbreaking, and I would not wish that upon anybody. Um, Anybody who goes through gender dysphoria or any type of dysphoria, it's, it's rough. Give them a hug. Love them. Don't judge them for what they're going through, but love them and let them know that Jesus is with them, going through it with them, regardless if they believe or not, because that is what got me through everything is that knowing that God was with me through it all. And the love, like I said, the love of y'all through from God and my wife and whatnot, really just transformed me so much. And yeah, it's the love. It's the love that called you higher. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: It's the love that called you higher. Um, Okay. We're going to pray real quick over this uh, couple and um, that God would continue to do the work that he started in you, that he would continue to do it. That's what the Bible says. So, Father, we just pray right now for Travis and Jess as they continue to walk this journey of of hope. I thank you for saving their lives, God. I thank you that you have shown yourself true, that you have called them out of things that they should not have been in, and you have placed them on solid ground. And so we bless them. In Jesus' name. Amen. And I just I just ask the Lord that you would be put into situations where you can help people, that you can encourage them, and you can say there's a better way. God created you a certain way. That's the way God wants you to live. And you can do that and you can encourage people. Maybe you can have a whole little ministry. I have no idea, but um, <laughs> it's needed. Because you can you can uh, I have no idea what these what they're going through. I can only imagine. You actually know exactly what they're going through, right. so there's a, there's a greater authority that you would have when you minister to them than I, even I would. So, if I
1: the, one more thing is if, and this is very a very passionate thing in my heart, is that is the trans community and if you, especially know children, right now there is a huge attack on children, especially in the gender realm. If you know anybody who says, hey, my child is seven, my child is 12, my child is a teenager, and they want to transition, I highly encourage you to pray for them. Encourage them to don't let them go through with it. If a child can't, under, can't choose whether they want to be Superman one week or Spider-Man the next week, how are they going to choose what gender they want to be the rest of their life? Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. All right. Come on, give it up. Yeah, give it up.
0: Amen. Thank you all. All right, we're going to bring up Tom. Tom's got a great story. Hey, is Lisa coming? Hey, all right. Tom and Lisa. Tom's better half. We need to help Tom, actually, Tom. Exactly. <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. OSHA would be mad. We don't have reliance. Really. I feel like I'm almost going to fall off the back of this. Don't do it. Don't do it. Okay, you all know Tom? Tom and Lisa? Uh, Lisa played uh, the um, mandolin today. Not a ukulele. Not a banjo.
3: Most beautiful mandolin player in the world.
0: Mandolin. There you go. Good start. We're already off to a good start. So tell us just a little bit about yourself. um, How long you have been married? Just kind of the boilerplate stuff. People
3: that don't know you, what you do. Uh, Let's see. So I kind of joined the church about two years before I moved down here. I partnered with uh, Zach and Rochelle when I was living in Reno. So this would have been in 2014. Um, Moved down here in 2016. Had known Lisa Nelson years and years before, uh, and then when I came to town, we went out and had a cup of coffee and kind of got together and just talked and had a really good time. And I don't even think we ever really necessarily dated. We just, I just never dated anybody else. But uh, we, uh, uh, we got married in 2018, um, two years after I'd moved down here. Um, and so what else?
0: So you, you, didn't, you didn't meet at Target. We did, no,
3: nor at Old Navy, for that matter. No, uh, we actually... Yeah. Well, we that's,
0: had, that story's already been taken. We,
3: <laughs> sorry, that was somebody else. No, we actually met at the church that I used to be a, a part of here in town uh, 20-something years ago, Victory Christian Center, Las Vegas. So that's where we had met originally. Should Should want to see anything. She agrees. Great. I brought her up here because, seriously, why should y'all have to look at me for like 15 minutes? Let's have something a lot better to look at, right? Well, I I I'm, I'm here. Just, just well, that's why I think we had to bring Carly up more often.
0: <laughs> no, your uh, yeah, mine was better than your comeback is. Yes. They were already laughing. Okay. So, yeah, they Yeah. All right, let's try to focus here, shall we? So, Tom has a great Tom's also one of our board members. He has a great testimony that, of God's healing, not just physical, but also um, with healing, with your job. Healing was, is was not the right word, but just taking care of that. So I want you to just kind of dive into it, um, the health issues, the prophetic words that God gave you, the timing of the prophetic words. Um, so just, I'm just going to let you go for it, and I'll just kind of jump in when, we,
3: when I want to ask something. So what, what I usually do whenever I kind of write things out, because I want to write them out to make sure that I keep them for myself, Um, I always write things to myself in a teaching format, because I guess uh, I've been prophesied that I am a teacher, and so this is kind of a teaching as far as my testimony is concerned. But uh, the whole thing started in 2014. I was skiing um, up in Reno, where I lived, and uh, didn't realize, but I had torn my meniscus, and couldn't walk for a couple days, but I was like, ah, oh, you know, I just twisted it, it's, everything's fine. Didn't find out for another couple of years, uh, 2016, that uh, I had torn it because I was playing tennis and uh, couldn't walk for a couple of days, and I was like, shoot, what? You know, what's going on? So I went to an orthopedic surgeon, the orthopedic surgeon took some x-rays and said, well, you know, we can fix this, but there's a mass in your bone here that we don't know what it is, so we're going to take a wait-and-see attitude. Now, if you're following along, you'll notice that the common thread in all of this is that I was actually doing sports and working out when I had a problem. So I thought the Lord was saying, Tom, quit playing sports and quit working out. These are bad for you. But that's not, that was supposed to be a joke. That's not funny at all, is <laughs> it? Anyway, so I don't do that anymore is what I'm trying to say. But he said, we can fix the meniscus, but we're going to have to take a wait and see attitude on this uh on this other thing, because there's a mass in there. Along about that time, I started receiving words. The first was at your house. um, When I was at a worship meeting one time, we had the Bethel team down. And uh, the, the, the surgeon had said, I can fix your meniscus and I can do a biopsy, but we're looking at six to eight weeks recovery time. And you'd be completely out of work. Uh, and uh, we could find, but we could find out what the what the problem in your bone is, and so Lisa and I both prayed so about. They it. They
0: had said mass,
3: mass. Like that's
0: not a good word.
3: Not a good word a at all. No, no, no. Because no, that no. could
0: be cancerous or whatever. Right. So that's a kind of a scary word. Okay.
3: So it was a scary word, and uh, and and Lisa, for those of you who don't know, is a radiologist. So she's looking at it, and she's like, "Well, we need an MRI of this," and I was like, "MRI? That sounds kind of you know," but we went and got an MRI anyway. I don't want to dwell too much on that. We got the word from the Bethel girl, and she called us out specifically and said, there is someone in here who has a problem just above their left knee and you're not certain what to do about it. But the Lord is saying right now, I am healing that so you are to be encouraged. I was okay, great. So I went up to her later and I was like, that was me. That was me. We had decided that week we weren't going to do the surgery. Anyway, going forward, in 2020, I believe it was in October, Gershom was here, and he called us out specifically. The cool thing about this story, though, is I had already been discussing with the Lord before I got here. I, did, I had never heard Gershom speak. I didn't know anything about how he ministered. But I did know that I was going to receive a prophetic word that night. I already knew that. And so I said to the Lord, I said, well, Lord, it's 2020. My job, uh, the airlines were in tatters. You know, because they ended the world. It was in all the papers. You probably saw that. But the, the airlines were in tatters. My job was in, in question. And so, do I want a word about my career and the Lord protecting us? Or do I want healing for this thing that I'm not sure what it is?
0: Let me just for So, when you say you knew you were going to have a word, it's not because I called you and said Gershom said he's going to have a word. How, so, how did you know you were going to have a word that night?
3: how do I know that when I prayed to receive Jesus that my life turned around? I just knew. Now, I mean, that's, that, that's important though. If you know, and it's like I, I knew driving in, the Lord's going to give me a word tonight and I want to make sure that I'm in tune with what that word's going to be. All right, so that, that's the only answer I can give you. I don't know. I don't know how I knew. But when I got here, he started calling people out and then he pointed over there, and that's where we were seated, and he said, there is someone right there and he, I mean, pointed right at my eyeball, and he said, "The Lord is healing your left leg just above the knee." And I was like, "Wow." He goes, "Stand up, stand up, stand up, stand." Up. So I stood up, and he said, "But before I go into that, I want you to know that God is going to take care of your business, and you, you're going to be protected in your career, so you are not to worry about that anymore." And I'm sitting there going. I didn't tell a soul any of this, so he called it out specifically. So, fast forward just a little bit farther into the into the healing portion and and the the uh, all the the
1: medical So here, portion here's of it. the cool okay. thing:
3: you got both of the words. But that's exactly. The thing. This is the goodness so the, of So God. the Lord's basically saying, "Hey, don't choose. Yeah. What do you want from me? What wow. do you want me to do for you?" So good. So so amazing. So in the middle of treatment, and we'll get into that in a second, but in the middle of all the treatment that I was doing, the Lord woke me up one night, and this is where I get into the kind of the teaching of it a little bit, but the Lord woke me up and he said, Son, uh, quote to me the 23rd Psalm. And I was, I got, I got through most of it. Don't judge. But I got through it, and, and the Lord said, Okay, what is the message that I've given you? And if you've heard me ever teach the offering here a little bit, you know what my message is. if the Lord knows he can get it through you, he'll always get it to you. He will always supply not only your need, but he'll supply enough to go through you. And we need to start seeing ourselves as conduits of God's power in finances, in healing, in whatever area of your life. So the Lord said, son, read, uh, quote to me the 23rd Psalm. And so I'm quoting uh, the 23rd Psalm. And I got to the point where it says my cup runs over and he goes, stop He said, you teach, uh, you as as, as the church, teach a lot about, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And And you do talk about me as being shepherd, but let's look at this, son. And I was like, okay, let's go. He said, when David says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He said, son, that's my prophecy for you that I'm going to be with you. I want you to to recite this in your past because I've never left you. I've never forsaken you. I've always been with you. And I was like, okay, I get it. He goes, let's go farther. He said, now you're about to pass through something. I'm going to be with you. My rod's going to be with you. My staff's going to be with you. But on the other end of this thing, you're not going to end up camping out. On the other end of this thing, your cup is going to overflow and you need to understand that I'm positioning you to start being a a flow, if you will, of my power. And we, here's the thing, you don't need to be waked up in the middle of the night and read the 23rd Psalm to the Lord to start taking this on for yourself. This is who you are as a believer and as a son or a daughter of God. You are a conduit on this earth of the power of God for finance, for healing, for whatever it is in someone's life. Travis is now a conduit to the to the uh, uh, transitioning community, that's who he is. Why? Because that power has already flowed through him, and if he doesn't give out, it's going to become stagnant. Say that
0: again. Say that again. If, if that again. you
3: don't give out, so so I'm in the middle of treatment. Actually, I'm I'm done with the first round of treatment. So I went through treatment. I went through uh, chemo. I was going to put a picture up here of me bald. I was bald as a cue ball um, just a few months ago, but. Uh, after chemo was done, I had to go get another MRI and another something. So I go get an MRI, and uh, because Lisa works for one of the companies here in town, I get you know all the X-rays I want free, <laughs> which is kind of nice, you know. <laughs> um, so we're so I'm doing the MRI, but before I go in, this very very sweet girl comes up to me and she goes, "Are you Lisa Nelson's husband?" I said, "Yes, I am." And she said, "I used to work with Lisa. Please tell her something for me." Tell her that my daughter has been diagnosed with stage four cancer and there's no treatment and we don't know what we can do about it, but just know that this, let her know. And I said, absolutely. I think her daughter was nine. Does that sound right? 12. Twelve. So it was 12 years old. So I go in the MRI machine. You're in there for a long time and things are, it's loud by the way. Yeah. Um, and uh, so anyway, go in there, do that. And I'm, I'm in there and the Lord just, I mean, just like spoke in the middle of that, all that magnetic nonsense going on around you. And he spoke and he said, son, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. You have an opportunity to pray for this girl. This is what I'm talking about. I said, okay, all right, cool. So in the middle of, what's that? Yeah, I did. I, I, yeah, I don't like to admit that, but yeah, I started crying when God spoke to me and he said, this is, this is what I said. I think it's good. I think it's important. I did. I just started crying. And so I get done with that, um, with the whole MRI, and as I'm walking out, and this is in the this is in a clinic, you know, I don't know this woman from Adam, I just know that she knows Lisa, and I said, "Do you mind if I pray for you?" Well, Lisa had showed up at this time by this time, and she was watching the whole thing, and she goes, "Tom, she has other people to deal with," and I said, "I'm going to pray with her." I don't overrule her very often, but I just looked and I said, "I'm going to pray for her." So I laid hands on this woman and and just prayed very specifically everything. Well, two months later, she called Lisa at her office and said, my daughter is completely healed. I don't know what happened. Completely healed. They can't find cancer in that little girl's body. So when they found the mass in me, they took out a a section of my bone. Um, I have, uh, actually about, um, Six inches of my femur that's gone, and I have 12 inches of titanium now um, with a new knee. Uh, I finished, uh, I believe it was nine or 11, I forget, rounds of chemotherapy, and then went to um, radiation and did all of that. And in the middle of all of these things, though, I, I kept going back to, I will work all things together for your good because I love you and I'm called according to your purpose. So I kept thinking, you know, people are going to say, well, you weren't really healed. I mean, look, you went through chemotherapy, you went through radiation. But look at what the Lord had done. In the middle of that, you actually called me up to sing, look what the Lord has done. Remember that? That was so wild. We don't ever sing that song in this church. We need to. But I'll I'll take care of the music. Okay.
0: okay. (laughs) I'm not. not Actually, we've actually done that quite a few times. uh, I'm not making a
3: suggestion. I'm just saying that. I mean, if you're not looking what the Lord has done, (laughs) but... In the middle of all of that, what's that, what'd you say? (laughs) Well, that's right. Uh, In the middle of all that, the Lord said, I prepared you by showing you that I am your shepherd. I prepared you by giving you words from people that they would not know. It wasn't just like, well, I think somebody over here. uh, there's someone that looked me right in the eyeball and said, Your business is going to be fine. Your leg is going to be fine. You are healed. I mean, it's like, holy freak. I mean, it was just like that. And the Lord said, I'm taking you through this. Don't pitch a tent in the middle of the valley of shadow of death. Tom, get to the point where your cup overflows. That's what I have for you. And goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. Why? Because that's who our Father is. He wants to give out into your life. And he wants to give out not just to you, but through you.
0: And I think it's there's quite a few messages in here, too. The power of the prophetic word. God often gives us the prophetic word ahead of the... Yeah. You know, that's why sometimes I get a little nervous when I get a prophetic word that's like... You're going to get through it. And I'm like, I'm not in it. So <laughs> here we go. Um, Pam, actually, our lead, head, lead in her sister. where's Pam? She's at home. She's sick. She, um, she texted me many months ago. She's like, I got this word, and she, uh, she might be watching And Hey, um, something, you know, you're going to, there's arrows, people are arrows or there's things, but oh, no, whatever it was, I, I just read this prophetic word, but God's going to get you through it, and it's going to be like no big deal. So I remember reading that going, oh, great. Here we we go. And then, you know, a couple months later, we went through personal attacks and things. And I remember seeing that. And she had texted me when we were through it. And she's like, see, I told you it would be no big deal. God said it would be no big deal. So there's a power. There's so much power in the prophetic word. That's one thing. Grab hold of that. Especially if you need a word, grab hold of a word. And if you don't get a prophet giving you a word, go open your Bible. God will give you a word. Here's another thing I think is important. You made a joke about it. You cried. I think that's important. You're not a crier. Not really. I'm not a crier. But there's something about the compassion of heaven that fell upon you. Look at many times when Jesus healed it's the, the, the sick. It's, the Bible says he felt compassion on them. Heidi Baker, one of our spiritual heroes of the faith, in Mozambique, she says her best formula, if you will, for praying for, for dead children is holding them and crying over them. And she says so many times she's seen the compassion of heaven come and raise them to life in Mozambique. So that the compassion of heaven. And then the third thing that stood out, stood out to me, like you said, there will be the naysayers. Well, you went through chemo and you went through radiation. There's a couple thoughts here. Some Christians will say you shouldn't have done that in the first place. Because that's poison, and that's not trusting God. There's those that type of person, and I would say, why don't you worry about your own self? When you get, if you get cancer, you can deal with that yourself. But the other thing is, God uses medicine. He uses doctors. So let's let so there's that there's that was that was there was a healing. It wasn't a instantaneous miracle, but it was a healing, and God healed you. And so I want to make that point, too, as Peter walks right in front of the camera. All right. So what I want you to do is we're out of time. I want you. How many of you fired up by these testimonies this morning? My goodness. I mean, it's so good. But I want you to release whatever is in your heart. Did you have anything else?
3: Just it. I'm going to make a very, very, very bold statement here, and everybody in here. I, the reason nobody knew my story is I don't like to partner with people that don't have the faith for what I'm believing for. Now,
0: now that's a good that, word right that there, too.
3: That doesn't mean that if you're going through something, you don't pull a brother or sister aside and say, I need your prayer. You don't call for the elders of the church to lay hands on you. That's not what that means. But in this specific thing, I was told by a person who's very, very important in my life, say, Tom, don't tell people this. God's going to, he's going to move you through this and, and you need to work with him on this. So Chris knew, Carly knew, my mom knew, my sisters knew, and my wife knew. That's about it. Your, your dad probably knew, yeah. Um, I think you probably told him. No, I'm joking. I'm not, but I'm going to make a very bold statement here. See, I've had a lot of teaching from people that have been to heaven. And they say that in heaven there are warehouses of spare parts for your body. There are spare parts for things that God created in you that may go defective, but He's already got it planned out. So I didn't, I was going to put two pictures up here, and I just didn't have the time to do it. But one is the picture of the inside of my knee, which is 12 inches of titanium. And the other was uh, the picture of me bald, which was kind of weird looking. But one of these days, I'm going to put the picture up there of my new bone. Because I know for a fact that the God that raises children by crying over them will replace titanium with the bone that he created for my leg. So I'm telling you now, as a statement, you are going to see a brand new bone in my leg. That is what I want from him. And that's the kind of faith I want you to have for when you go before the throne for healing.
0: I want to say this before you pray. Can you give Lisa the mic? I, yes. You know. Uh, What do you say to spouses who are going, who are are walking through it? Because I find that it's, it's always worse on Carly. If I'm walking through something, it's always worse on the spouse. So what, what do you say to the spouses who have a husband or whatever, that's going through something major? What, what did you do in this when he was going through this? What were you thinking?
2: We went through it together.
3: That's we, good. We got we had that book, and I think we, I don't know if we need to start selling that here at the church or not. But there's a book that just has scriptures in it, and they're, they're scriptures as confession. And we went through that together every night. She would do half, I would do half. There's scriptures for healing, there's scriptures for finance, there's scriptures for other things too. I can't remember what it is, but the but the uh, the scripture for healing are phenomenal. My mother gave them too. She's watching right now. I love you, mom. Um, so. That, that, I think is a book, but it's, it's God's promises in Scripture that are done in a confession standpoint. And one of those confessions is, Lord, I know that my body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. I thank you that my body, being the temple of the Holy, being the, the dwelling place, is perfect because you created me perfect from the foundation of the world and the Holy Spirit that lives inside of me creates a new being in me. I thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name that the spirit of the living God, (laughs) I thank you, Lord God, that the blood of Jesus flows in my veins. I thank you that I have the royal blood that continues to flow and pulse through my veins and takes every Everything that does not belong to you and that was not created by you is gone in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father God, that I'm completely cancer-free. Lord, I thank you in Jesus' name that the word cancer is a name that must bow before the name of Jesus because the name of Jesus is above every name that is named in heaven and earth in Jesus' name. And if there is anyone in here right now, I'm not someone that can call you out. I'm not someone that's going to spit on you or what. I'm not going to do any of that stuff. I just want you to know if you, there is something that you're believing God for right now. The spirit of the living God dwells great in you. I partner with that with you in Jesus' name. And I call your bodies to be healed for you're the temple of the Holy Ghost. I call the royal blood of Jesus to pulse through your veins. I thank you that your minds are clear, that you, are not, you don't have fear, but you're, you're a, a sound mind in Jesus' name. Oh God! Oh God! That's right. That's another thing. And Lisa and I took communion every day, and we didn't just pull out the scripture and say. And the night that Jesus was betrayed, we actually looked and we said, "Jesus, I'm partnering with you here. You said that this represents your body, that's for the healing of our bodies. You said that this blood represents the New Testament." So we take this with you, partnering with you, not just in the healing, Lord God, but in the power that flows through us.
0: Now you prayed a corporate prayer, which is great, but I feel we're supposed to do one more thing. Um, and you can just sit here. Uh, if anybody wants, uh, is like especially if you have cancer or something, a disease of some kind, and you say, today is the day I want healing. I'm just going to ask you as a prophetic act, just come up to the front. We're going to pray over you. I'm actually going to have Tom pray over you. There's something that happens. uh, There's an impartation that happens. Here's the deal. He walked through it victoriously. It's like my dad is really... Great praying for people that have heart issues because he's been he was dead and now he's not and he's had heart issues and now he is doing really good so there's an authority there so if you're if you're bold enough to come up today could be the day sometimes you just have to take that profet- that step of faith if you're saying or you want to stand in proxy for somebody especially in can- with cancer I want you to come up and we're going to release heaven over you look he's coming down too so there's something you got to move when God's on it That's, you just have to. You have to kind of go with what God's doing in the room. So, so come on up. You just lined straight up here. Yeah. Halalabasorababa. Just a few moments, guys. Just kind of pray with us. Just be a couple moments here. Okay, here's what we're gonna to do, Tom. We're gonna to have you do a corporate prayer. So you can just walk by and lay hands just real quick and then and then I'll dismiss people. Hold up, hold on a second. And then if and if they want personal prayer, we'll do that. But I want, I want to give people a chance to be just, But Right now we're gonna just do a prayer over these people right here. And then if you want personal prayer after, he'll do it.
3: Alright? So you can walk down and just lay hands Lord, thank you in Jesus' name for your. Oh, I thank you, Lord God, that you have brought healing through your son's body. I think that the stripes of Jesus, healing and wholeness to our bodies in the name of Jesus. We have been made perfect because we were created perfect in Jesus' name. Sickness and disease have no power over us, for God's word is our confession. God's word lives strong in us. And if it has a name, it must bow to the name of Jesus. Cancer, you have no place in us. Sickness, disease, you have no place in us. I don't care what your name is. You must bow. You must bow to the name of Jesus. Bodies, I command you to line up with the word of God in the name of Jesus. I command you to line up. Temple of the Holy Ghost created perfect. Oh, in Jesus' name. Awesome. Awesome.
0: Who receives that? Come on. This is going to be a great week. Jesus came and destroyed the works of the devil and including in those works of the devil are sickness. And so we come into agreement with heaven right now for total healing where there needs to be healing. Come on, stand with us. You guys can stay up here if you want. If you guys want if anybody else wants to come up for prayer, we have a prayer team that are going to be up here and we're going to release them to pray. You need prayer for anything? We'd love to pray with you. I do have a prayer team coming up somewhere. Where's my prayer team? Altar team. Okay. All right. I want to bless you guys. Have a great week. We thank you, Father, for who you are. I ask for favor in every area of lack. I ask for healing where there needs to be healing. Open doors that should be opened. Shut doors that should be shut over your people. Lord, let this be a finan- Just And just some about finances this week. God, just blow the door open. The area of finances, the people that need it. In Jesus' name, we'll see you Wednesday night for Bible Study Youth Group or next Sunday. Be blessed.